Kia ora, fit like, and welcome into the Fourth and Forever podcast. Suck it, Mark Sanchez. It's been a while. Um, our apologies, but I'm afraid it happened again. That annoying little thing called life got us all dragged into the mire. Uh, I had a lot going on with work and travel. Uh, Eric has also been slammed with his profession. And Darren has been off gallivanting across the globe like some regular little Phileas Fogg type character with a little more of an awkward sort of gait. However, now I am back. My name is Stuart Bothwell and I am joined finally once again by Darren Butter, who I have missed so dearly. How's it going, Dazzler? It's going okay. How are you? Going okay. What what a way to return. I, I go and ramp everything right up. And start comparing you to, to one of the one of the great um travellers of the, the world and you say, Yeah, it's alright. Come on, you can you can ramp up, man. You 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 did things, you've seen things. You can say, Oh, I had an amazing time, but it's great to be back. I had an amazing time, but it's great to be back. Alright, okay. Well I'm glad that you're at least just wanting to get back in and get down to brass tacks, am I right? <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, um, like I say, it is good to have you back. Although I must say that um, having Eric Sanson on board was absolutely excellent. He was exceptional in your stead. And I'm truly privileged to be good friends with not one but two titans of the New Zealand-based American football podcast game. Now, in your absence, uh, I don't know if you listened to the show while you were away. Did you? Did you give anything a listen? I did, yes. Oh, and you thought it was all right? You did okay? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah right. you could hear the, the notes that you all wrote in the background because yeah. people need <laughs> notes, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obviously there was a... Did Eric a literally have a with. book because when he talked, he was like turning pages. <laughs> Sometimes he did because he was he was very thorough. But like, I think it's one of these things that like, remember how when we first started, there was a lot of umming and eyeing and clicking and stuff and all these sounds and things that you make. Like this was Eric's first time doing a podcast and he did very, very well at, at that. Um, you know, been able to come in and just, like he had his own particular way and I think he began to get more and more confident as he went and he, he realized what he did and didn't need. And um, yeah, I think uh, it would be, be definitely good to, to keep keep on with. And uh, welcome him back on board. Whether we should expand this to like a three-person thing, oh, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I know, like the talking. Do you want to do the editing? <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm wary of. Really, <laughs> is that I don't really want to be giving myself too much extra work because I'm already kind of struggling for it as it is. But um, we'll we'll see. We'll maybe do an experiment at some point. Maybe we'll have like a Christmas special or something like that. Oh, my dad will also be able to join in. It'll be great. We'll have four people talking about it. It'll just be a whole lot of noise because no one will know how to actually keep things on, on board. Although my dad will be like watching my cues as I point and going, shut up and you stop this. But yeah. No, we'll you're see. meant to have a producer who like puts in the chat that you can talk now and I am the like producer. That. That's the thing. That's the that's the real problem is that You we... are the T V host. You are That's it. Kyle Brandt. You've got to Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm the Dan Hansis of uh, of the Fourth and Forever podcast. I'm, I'm the tugboat and uh, I I drive us where we need to go. So yes. Uh, we are now looking towards the upcoming weekend rather than looking back at what has been. And this weekend is the Thanksgiving slate. And I must say that the Thanksgiving games might be about the best in recent memory. 
Um, starting with the Buffalo Bills at the resurgent Detroit Lions. And Darren, as we're going through this, I think since it's been a little while, my main thing that I want, want to kind of ask you for each of these teams is, what are they really? Starting off with the Buffalo Bills, what are the Buffalo Bills really now? Darren Butler. Well, they are the best team on paper. Mm-hmm. But paper doesn't win Super Bowls. So Indeed. Uh they may have relied a little bit too heavily on Josh mm-hmm. Allen. And if he does have an injury, um hopefully that game where he didn't throw very much last week um, Mm -hmm. will have helped his arm and he'll be able to rest because it's a quick turnaround for a guy who's definitely injured so yeah yeah and i I think it's like the the strange results do seem to coincide with that injury really of course because it was like there's the like when did he actually tweak it was it against the 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 chiefs or was it against the packers or maybe or maybe it was even against the jets yeah it's been a while he Mm. definitely um he definitely has been struggling for a couple of games. Yeah. He kind of played through it a week ago, and then they definitely limited his attempts mm-hmm. um, this weekend past. So, and I think it's sort of the Browns where they they could yeah. do that. And I think the hope for them would be that they can kind of you know do a New England as such, you know, like they did mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year, and get out to maybe a free score lead and give them a rest. Yeah. So, do we think um, this is just a, a blip on the radar for for them again? We think oh, that they're definitely. I generally... think that they're so much better than New England and New New York Jets. Yeah. That I don't think they've got anything to worry about getting the first game by, and that's really all it's about in the end. So, I think yeah. they'll because it's Thanksgiving. He'll want to play, so he'll mm-hmm. play. But any any kind of injury, they'll go to the running, or they'll they'll bring in someone else. Um, I don't yeah. think they should. They'll be risking it too much, but. It, it does you kind know, of feel McDermott's as if it's like, pretty like good. The, he knows what he's yeah. doing. I, th- I think maybe maybe the defense, um, they're the still relying very heavily on that pass rush, which is uh, looking great with uh, with Vaughn Miller in there, and uh, likes of Gregory Rousseau really showing up as well. But they are kind of showing a little bit of weakness around there as well. So I don't think that they are the best at the moment, especially in the in the defensive backfield. I think they've got some some issues there. Um, but like when when they're on song, they are they are very very good, um, like very good to great um, in in this league at the moment. And then on offense, of course, you got Stevon Diggs is just just balling out at the moment. Josh Allen's still uh, even when he's not on top of his game, he's still very very difficult to beat. Um, and yeah, I, I would agree and say that for the most part they are still the best, like like the, the best, if not one of the best teams on paper in the NFL. But like that division that they're in right now, all of a sudden is is crazy good. Um, obviously they were beaten by the Jets, who uh, have some serious problems of their own at quarterback. But if they get those figured out, then they're a real problem. Um, I don't much rate the Patriots that much, and um, the Bills start to play them twice. But the Dolphins are a real real powerhouse in the NFL right now. Um, but then, if we if we go over to uh, Detroit, what are the Detroit Lions really, Darren? I think they're a really good offense, like mm-hmm. a really good offense. They really, I think, um, Goff's kind of rounded into a bit of consistency, at least you know, in terms of just being able to do his job and and help the team 
you know, follow its system and mm. the running well, backs they, they have found, just yeah, been they, on they fire. Ways like to Jamal score. Williams and yeah. DeAndre Swift just constantly down the, running down the throat and, you know, the um, having Amon Ra, some Brown, he's got a couple mm. of scores here and there. And I think the issue with the Lions is they can't defend. So they're <laughs> having to score 30 points, 40 points to win a game. And I think it's more can... You know, I'd, I'd like to think Buffalo should win this game easily, you know, for what they're trying to achieve. But this game's probably going to come more down to will Buffalo, Buffalo be able to stick with Detroit scoring if there are injuries at cornerback and Josh isn't going as fa- as quickly as he normally does. <laughs> what happens if Detroit score? Because Detroit well, seemed to be pretty I good think- at scoring just now. Yeah, I think Detroit are getting healthy at the right time. We've got DJ Chark Jr. is just coming back. Amara St. Brown coming back as well. And we know what he can do when he's fit. Uh, Khalif Raymond's making some big plays as well. Uh, DeAndre Swift was their original um, like main person in the backfield. But Jamal Williams, I think he just scored his 12th touchdown on the season. Yeah. Like they're, they're really capable of running up the score. And it was kind of a problem with the, with the defense for a while. Um, but even they're still showing up from time to time. They they showed up a bit against the against the Giants last week, thirty one eighteen, and um, yeah, there's there's a piece there's pieces to it here. But um, are are we ultimately saying that the Bills are going to take care of business um, in their second game in a row in uh, Ford Field? Yeah, I think so. I think um, in, in the end, the the Bills are the better team, and 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 if Josh is even seventy five percent. You know what he normally is. I think they should win it handily. But, but are we saying this is going to be an entertaining game? And I, I think a lot of that's going to hinge on the Lions stopping that pass rush, um, and at least like the, the the strength of the Detroit Lions is indeed their their offensive line, which is uh, still one of the, one of the best in the league. But uh, like it just depends on if they can get in Jared Goff's face or not. But like I, I do see this as being. Uh, uh, at least a an entertaining Lions game, and I'm I'm really really pleased to see the Lions like at least trending back in the right direction. If they can get a scalp of the Bills, then like you, you better be watching out down the stretch because there's even a chance this team could make the playoffs. Yeah, and and to be fair, like they haven't been that healthy, and you know on on the last you know on the 30th of October they played Miami and only lost by four, putting up mm-hmm. 27 points. So. You know, and they, they've put up 31 against Chicago and then 31 again at the Giants. So mm-hmm. I'm yep, kind exactly. of I'm more slightly concerned if the Bills can score more than 30 points. I think that, you know, if the Bill, if the Bills can easily score what they normally score, then this is no a no-brainer. But if their yeah. offense is injured, then you got to watch that fast start because Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift seem to be able to kind of keep the ball on the floor and keep scoring. So yeah. It's a little so, bit harder than they probably expected it to be two, three weeks ago, is what I'll yeah. say. But they should still win. Yeah. So um, are, are we saying this was going to be a shootout? I'd Potentially. love it to be. I think yeah, first be great. game on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, yeah. 11 a.m. or whatever <laughs> on Friday. Just to yeah. work from home, watch some football. Yeah, I yeah think, it'd be a nice one. I think um, yeah, I'm on board for a shootout. You know, cool. more out of hope than anything. But just as easily, Buffalo could win 30 now. So I, yeah, I just don't yeah. know where this Lions team, but the hope yeah. is that they'll be competitive. 
Mm-hmm. Next up is an NFC East showdown. The New York Giants travel to Jarrow World to face the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, you know, the, the Cowboys just absolutely whooped the Minnesota Vikings this week, uh, 40 to 3, so much so that I believe, like, partway through the coverage, I think CBS just said, We're not showing this anymore. This game is Dunyon Rings. We're out of here. Um, are, are the Giants going to put up a bit better of a fight? Um, I think that they're always in games. Um, although, like, I think this this last weekend was the first time they've really not properly been in a, in a game um, against the Lions. Um, so. Uh, I'll ask. I'll start off with the Giants. Then, what are the Giants really, Darren? They are a team that are slightly ahead of schedule. <laughs> I get. I get what you mean. This don't is supposed have, to be a rebuild. Don't actually have the legs to maintain it for the year. Like they're I putting think, an awful lot on Saquon Barkley right now. Definitely, yeah, He's, which um, they've done before. The, yeah, right the, the Wondell ground. Robinson injury is a hard one for them. Galladay oh, being in corpse. Uh, yeah, Wondell yeah. Robinson's tore his ACL. Um, oh, and they lost, they've traded away. Tony mm. Hewitt got injured as well anyway. And I just don't know if they have the legs, the weapons to to maintain it, but... Well, I mean, we between, also didn't think they had the leg, legs and weapons to to get seven wins out of the first ten. So, I guess it's one of these points where you say, like, look, just how good is the coaching and the play calling to be able to like to, to eke out victories here? And although, like, I would say that Dallas are the far superior team on paper, and of course, with it being away, like, I would still say the Cowboys are, you know, quite heavy favorites in this one, but. There's just something about the Giants that I just think that they they can do something every game. Like, but I think it's going to be ugly wins, but they find ways to get it done. Well, put it this way, M- NBA Jam style. Would you rather have Daniel Jones and Saquon mm-hmm. or Dak Prescott <laughs> on one ankle and Pollard slash Zeke, corpse of Zeke? <laughs> like, because... That's kind of what this game's going to come down to. And I'd rather have Dable than McCarthy, so... Mm. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Well, obviously, that that um, that Cowboys team, like, the the, the, the line's looking good. Micah Parsons uh, on the defensive side is is absolutely ludicrous still. Uh, and having the likes of uh, Demarcus Lawrence on the other side is looking really good, too. Tony Pollard is basically running Zeke Elliott out of town right now. He was an, another incredible uh, line from him last week. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that the, the Giants are a team that they, they just keep pulling out. They They are so well coached. They're really gritty. They rely heavily on Saquon Barkley, and Andrew Thomas is the best offensive lineman in the NFL right now. Um, although he's questionable for this game, so that's a, that's another problem for them. Uh, and I think, they're, yeah, they're missing quite a few people. There's um, They're really down to the, the dregs, especially at the wide receiver position. I think R- Richie James is out as well. Um, whereas, yeah, the Cowboys, they are also 7-3, and three, but they look like... A, a better seven and three like you just feel more confident in what they can do especially after that ass whooping they handed out last week um i think that this could be the the start of a really strong run in for them like considering you've got uh, giants colts texans jags eagles titans 
commanders. Um, I, I reckon that you know you should be able to get to um, you know eleven, twelve wins out of that. Um, but again, this is just a really tough division. So, what are the Cowboys really then, Darren? Cowboys are a team that are behind schedule, and that and might and just be that they've had a harder, harder um, run in for them uh, to start the season. But as you said, I think the the end of the season seems a bit more favourable for them. But you know, they should be good. They spend the money, mm. and they you know they they have talent. You know, I just there's just something about them that just doesn't seem like they're going to get over the hill but yeah they yeah they should beat the giants you know this should be a foregone like you should have said that about seven other teams this season though it's uh i know it's always weird (laughs) that's the thing you know but i would i would say you know my my money would be on dallas to to eke this out at home at least Mm. eke it but they should win by you know 20 but will they do you reckon what this is going to be like a 27 10 sort of deal? Oh, can you or hold Saquon Tony one score? It's, it's, it's tough because the the Giants do have talent. You know, they've got a good they've got good players in the secondary and they've got Fibido and you know, they've got there's yeah, so much Dexter going Lawrence for them, but it does seem like they need a couple more things. They need a first round wide receiver in the draft. They need just to kind of shore up um, their backups. Yeah. And, one, one, and it's one, one of those things. Swift, yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. Like they, they weren't even looking at this as an option, so they didn't go for the veterans because the veterans want to win a Super Bowl, so they're not going to go to the Giants unless they're going to pay them yeah. lots of money. But now, you know, they could have got Sue or they could have got a veteran at this point yeah. because... You, you got to look know. good for the future, though. I think it's what the, what the Giants are. So they're, they're like I say, ahead of schedule. Uh, just before we move on, uh, uh, yes or no answer here. Udo Beckham Jr., is he a Dallas Cowboy in a week's time? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> we shall see. It seems like he might be leaning that way. Anyway, moving on to the third and final Thanksgiving night game, and that is the New England Patriots traveling to Minnesota to face the Minnesota Vikings reeling after that absolute debacle that was the the Dallas Cowboys game um obviously the Patriots they, they're just fresh off of a like eking out a 10 to 3 win versus the, the the Jets who just couldn't get anything going on offense even though they only scored 10 points the Patriots were still moving the ball with Mac Jones at least so you know, it's not as if they're completely bereft of talent themselves. Um, I think this game's probably um, with six and four Patriots and Vikings eight and two. I think this might be the most even matchup of the two, but with a potential like you just kind of feel that the Vikings can blow this one up. Thoughts? Yeah, but. <laughs> You know, the Vikings are only the 23rd best offense in the league and the Patriots are the fourth best defense. So I don't know mm. if Kirk Cousins has it in his bag to blow up the Patriots. Well, I mean, I guess um, it depends on what your what your measurables are there and and how you can how you can look at this. But like and of course, we look at what the Vikings have done and we look at like what Justin Jefferson has done out there. I think he'll probably end up being covered by um by 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 Jones, the 
cornerback who <laughs> also returned that. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Jonathan. It wasn't Jonathan Jones. Was it? it was the other um, Jones that did it. There's too many Joneses on this team. I, I Jack Crowder. Really yeah. Oh no, no, it's a different one. So you got you got Jonathan Jones. It was Marcus Jones, I think, was the the guy who smashed the, out the, the park. Panda Express guy. Pass. <laughs> one of the but, one of the players is called Panda Express by their players because he was kicked out of college for robbing a Panda Express. I did not know that. Uh, that one is of, one eventually of their... going to be my new favorite um, <laughs> factoid once I find out exactly who that is. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. Like the, the the Patriots have like a really solid defense across the board. Um, Matthew Judon's getting home a lot these days. Um, and I think a lot of this is kind of going to depend um, on what is happening with Christian Darasaw because he's back in concussion protocol, I believe, after this one. Um, he's been ranked as one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's been really helping uh, dominate up front there for them. And I think with him out of that lineup, I don't really know if I trust. I think is it, it's either um, is it Brandle uh, is the, the guy who comes in at left tackle there, Blake Brandle. Uh, not really the the sort of guy to fill me with confidence there on that line, opposite likes of Brian O'Neill. Yeah, what 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 are the Vikings really, Darren? What are they really? They are a collection of very talented players with other very mediocre players, and mm. I just I think they had a very good schedule. They've done mm-hmm. very well. But it's all getting very tough very quick. And, you know, you can take the Cowboys game and throw it out, which is what they'll do. That's what they'll be saying this week. But it does kind of show that it's possible to beat them. And it kind of feels similar to what the Eagles did to them in the uh, the NFC Championship game, where it's like, you know, (laughs) you just don't... They've never really had it. You know, they're just kind of... Hmm. They get some good results, but you're never really fully confident in them. You know, it's it's the it's like they're playing on the the other side. Like over over the last couple of years, they've been right down the middle, as in like they've always been really really close in games. Last year, they I think something like fifteen of their games were decided by a touchdown or less, right? And they ended up losing most of those games. This season. It's been just tipped over the other side, and they're just winning games like 28-24 versus the Lions, 28-25 versus the Saints, 29-22 versus the Bears, 24-16 versus the Dolphins. Like, it just, it's always really, really close. And that's not even <laughs> before I even got to that crazy game a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with Justin Jefferson just being like one of, one of the best wide receiver performances I've ever seen against the Buffalo Bills. But... They're just eking it out. And I think that they, they've still got a few more games that they can eke out through the course of this season. I still feel as if the Patriots in uh, in, in, in the... Is it M&T Bank? No, it's not M&T Bank. Um, in, in, in the Vikings stadium is going to edge towards their side because I don't think that the Patriots are playing particularly well at the moment and I think that the Vikings might end up just being a bit too strong for them so what are the New England Patriots really Darren? Um, They are elite defence headed by one of the most unathletic quarterbacks I have ever seen (laughs) yeah 
Uh, no, which which one? Because uh, do you mean Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi? <coughs> no, I think Bailey Zappi is fine. I think Mac Jones needs to. I would be playing Bailey to be honest. At least. Oh wow! Okay. I don't know. It's just that the division's so Robert like is so even that they're actually still have a chance to make the playoffs. So they're going to keep playing Mac, but I don't know how much that's benefiting them at this point. <laughs> like, do you, do you like this this offense though? Like, the, no, the, no, the, 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 the running games rubbish. looking good. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris looking looking really good still. But and, the wide receiving core is so much to be desired. Any team that only scores three points in a game, you know, yeah. in regulation. Mm-hmm. Is not a good offense. I mean, so, obviously, you push some of that down to Nick Folk, but I mean, the 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 problem still stands that it would have been like nine points instead of ten. Yeah, uh, he's just Mac Jones' decision making is all over the place. You can't, regardless of what you try to achieve and game plan, if your quarterback keeps taking the worst sacks possible at the <laughs> worst times, then you're not going to win games, and or you're going to have to work really hard on defense to win games and. Mm. I, I, I would say that I don't think I don't think it'll be a blowout, but there's just probably one or two many mistakes from the offense for the Patriots to overcome what the Vikings can achieve in their passing game. Mm. Yeah. And you look know, if Dalvin Cook has a day then it's it's over, you know. If if so, the running yeah. backs for the Vikings get some some good good traction then you know the Patriots probably won't see the field, so yeah, I definitely more leaning towards the Vikings, especially at home. Uh, yeah, I think that but, the Vikings still have um, a lot of really good pieces. It was maybe just a really bad day at the office for them the other week, um, but it's one of those things that just obviously in any given Sunday, or in this case, any given Thanksgiving, uh, anything can happen. And exactly. yeah, it's just it's a it's a tight one. I think that. Um, yeah, this is one of these games where it, it should be really competitive, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if something did just snap on on either side. To be perfectly fair, so yeah. Um, moving on to the Sunday slate, and yeah, we should keep this momentum going. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, I believe, this will be their last game before the return of he who shall not be named. Um, let me check that. Yes, that is correct. Um, but yeah, Jacoby Brissett has been been pretty good for the most part. I don't think he's ever really been their problem. Um, they've had a whole bunch of other issues around there. Um, but perhaps they should just be handing the ball off to Nick Chubb every single snap because he's um still an absolutely incredible talent, and that um offensive line is really good. Um, on defense, however, they couldn't catch a cold they are like aside from miles garrett are middling to bad in a lot of places um so what to you are the cleveland browns really darren uh don't know not really thought about them yeah your, um, for, your former team who you've uh, moved off of i would say you know uh Chubb's amazing, and he's definitely kept them in games. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're about to hand the off an offense, which is technically six in the league, over to a guy who has had two throws for seven yards. 
and an uh, that, that, that's by, by some metrics in, as well. in the last two years so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what they're expecting this man to be um but i don't think it's going to fix anything i think that they've just mm. played themselves into a massive hole considering how yeah positive well, it all was because i yeah. don't know I mean, a lot like, of players like I said, obviously on, left, and yeah, yep. like I said on Brissett, I think like he's he has played for the most part very well, but when he's made mistakes, they've been like crucial ones at the end of games, which have just tipped the balance um, away from the team. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's he's, he's working with uh, with a really bad defense on the other side. So it's it's a problem. Like it's a lost season for the Browns now. They're three and seven. I don't really see any way back for them, really. Um, but I, I guess it just depends on what happens upon the return of uh, the player. Um, on the other so side, we can say his name. His name's Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what Deshaun, Deshaun but Watson. What's gonna happen? And I can see it because it's the Browns. Is they're going to get a top four pick? They are mm-hmm. not gonna draft. Young or Shroud or don't think Williams. they have a first round pick, do they? No, because they must have well, even then. Way, yeah, so. so they've they're probably going to be handing the Texans a top five pick that mm-hmm. they could have used on a young quarterback, and I think he's going to be rubbish. I think I'd be surprised if Deshaun was a top ten quarterback when he came back. So I don't think it's going to happen this year, but. Um... We'll see. It's so weird that they've lined it up just perfectly for him to come back against the Texans as well. Like I In don't, Texas, want, I don't I... want that. To, yeah, I don't want that to be a narrative. That is going to be a horrible, horrible spectacle. Um, you know, if they're three and eight, I just wouldn't even play them. Yeah, like, but well, they'll they'll want to get him back and like start getting return on their investment and be able to assess him and say like, ah, oh, yeah, no, this is what we paid for, or oh, and he is going to be the future. Or, yeah, nah, we don't need to do this. But he'll be able to come in there and he'll be able to play freely. There'll be no expectations on him. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there'll be an, a hell of a lot of booze. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks have had a really disappointing season as well. Um, obviously, like, I think Tom Brady, for the most part, has still had a, a pretty good year. But it's just not worked out for him in terms of the way his receivers are playing and his offensive line's been underperforming. He's had no running game of which to speak. Um, it's just not just not worked out for them. So what what are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really? They are a team who are first in their division. And in the end God, so they are so that's all that really matters. So if they're mm-hmm. first in their division and they put up probably five hundred from now to the end of the season they're probably going to be first in the division and make the playoffs and they won't get a bye, but they'll be at home and they'll yeah. have Tom Brady. So mm. I'm not too worried about them, to be honest. They do need to fix whatever's happening on defense. It does seem like... Yeah, what's going on with their, the run defense? Because I, it used to I be just think that you just could not run on like Savita Vea. I have a feeling that, you know, they've, Todd Bowles has taken on more responsibility and it's just something that's kind of not as... Not as strong as it was when he only looked at that stuff, um, and and you know Levante David has kind of fallen off a off a cliff a little bit, which is no. I think well, Levante David's been sort of all right still. It's it's, De- it's, um, it's Devin White that's been the real problem as far as I can can tell. Oh, he's, he's been oh, been exploited together. an awful lot for his aggressiveness. Yeah, I I still 
you know, if they start to use Rashad White and Tom Brady, you know, he's 12 and two touchdowns and interceptions. Mm. He's like, yes, 12, to, which is not good enough for my fantasy teams. I know. It's good, it's good enough for him, you know, if it gets them the wins, but. Yeah, it's not, it's not glamorous, but he's still helping his team as best as he can, but he needs more help around him, is my assessment of the situation. Yeah, um, and they might get Gronk. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe Gronk will come back. This is true. Yeah. They they haven't... They've got um, Kyle Rudolph. And, I don't know. I, I do think there is a chance that they um, they just pick it up. Maybe they've had a break. They had mm-hmm. a trip to Europe and kind of an easy game there where everyone seemed to love them. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not too worried. You know, if they okay. can get... Like, uh, last couple of games, Akeem Hicks has looked like himself, uh, and that's what they're paying for. And, mm-hmm. and if they start to get a couple more players doing that, then, you know, they're going to walk their division. So, Are you not concerned in this particular game, though, that that Nick Chubb could be getting the ball, like, 30 times for 200 yards, and, you know, Brady only gets the ball for, say, like, you know, 12 minutes or something like that? Because like, this, like with the the way that the Bucks are being run on this season, it really is lining up for that type of game. Um, but you know, that that being said, it's going to be hard to stop Jacoby Brissett from finding the likes of Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones, who's stepping up a bit over the last few weeks. David and Joku's coming back into the lineup, I believe, as well. So, I, I, to be honest, I'm. <laughs> if it weren't for that defense, I'd be like. Yep, hammer the Browns here, but yeah, I, I I guess I can't just based on how bad the defense has regressed this season. It is a really incredible regression, given some of the talent that they've got in there. It just shouldn't be this bad. Um, I don't know if perhaps it's in some some way injury based or whatever, but yeah, it's um it's an FA one, um a bit a bit of a tight one to call, I'd say, but I, I think you probably got to still give it to Tampa Bay in this one. Yeah, you gotta run with with Brady, I think. But look, it's in Cleveland. It will be cold. Mm. The running game's king. Um, out of all the players on the field, I believe in Chubb the most. Absolutely. So, you know, it's probably going to be a pretty good game. Just need some snow. Oh yeah, like, give me some snow. Give some snow oh, in this game, and, and maybe, you, maybe not quite. Away, uh, yeah. Maybe not quite six foot of thunder snow like they <laughs> no. apparently had in Buffalo. I think because that ends up having it moved to a dome. We can't. We can't have that. We still want it no. to be enough snow. It's be like it's still blur- outside, like slurry. You know, like slippy field. <laughs> can't quite throw it. Got to hand it off. Just give me Rashad White and Fournette versus Chubb and Hunt. You know. Give me that. Um, that. That Calvin Johnson snow game uh, against the Eagles from like twelve years back or something like that. That was that was incredible. Um, that that's the sort of snow I want. Like big fluffy stuff. It's lying about a foot on the ground. Yeah, just give me all of that. I don't need to see actual throws, but yeah, it's perfect. Anyway, uh, shall we move on? And yes. the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they are. They're still kind of struggling a bit on defense, but the offense is clicking again. Uh, they put up 42 points and 37 points over the last two weeks. Of course, that is against the Panthers and Steelers, respectively. 
Um, but then you know, 35 against the Falcons before that, 30 against the Saints. Um, Jamar Chase still questionable for this one. Uh, Joe Mixon, I believe, is questionable with a concussion too. But you have other players stepping up for them. And T. Higgins, man, he he really stepped up the other other week as well. Um, like as I keep saying, like they've got two number ones, and Tyler Boyd's a number two playing number three. As long as this team stays healthy, and if they can keep Joe Burrow protected from the likes of um, of, of Simmons and Danico Autry up front, then the, the Bengals should do well against the Titans. But the Titans have just been finding ways to win. It's just like last year, only with even less parts to it. They've still managed to eke out seven wins so far this term, including... Uh, the 27-17 victory against the Packers last week, which some people were saying is the final nail in the coffin of Aaron Rodgers' career. It's just seeming like it's done. But, um, yeah, they just keep finding ways to eke it out. So I will ask you, first of all, about the Tennessee Titans, Darren. Who are they, really? They are Derek Henry and friends. <laughs> but, like, it's... Now, now, Henry has been the driving force, yes... But I think, like, have you not got to give at least some credit here to the likes of Ryan Tannehill, who's no. w- without too much in the way of help around him, he's still finding the likes of, um, is it Nick Westbrook-Akine? Uh, like, Bobby Trees is stepping up as well. And uh, uh, Oconquo, uh, tight end, um, he's, like, just blossomed out of nowhere to, to be one of the best uh, receiving threats in the league. And Traylon Burks is is showing up from time to time too, but like you know, they're they're not exactly all fantastic or anything. They're all about middle of the road, and Ryan Tannehill is maybe just doing enough with a pretty poor offensive line as well. It has to be said, he's just doing enough to keep this team going in the passing game, whilst Henry slams in a, in a touchdown or two and eighty to a hundred yards every game. I don't know. They're all right, then, Darren. I'll answer for you. The defense has been really good. <laughs> so the, the Titans been... are just one of those teams. That it's just what are they doing? Like you know, they're kind of they might win their division and then get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs again. Or you know, well, that's like, fine. They, they, just... they get themselves there. That's what they need to do. But like they're they're really strong through the middle. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is still like playing really really well. I think they've they've moved him out to left end at the moment. Um, you got Kevin Byard playing in the back uh, safety alongside Imani Hooker, who's um, having a bit of a resurgence as well. It's um, uh, oh, and uh, in a um, linebacker as well, David Long, uh, the other David Long, I believe, um, is playing playing really really well for for a linebacker too. It's it's a good solid team across the board is my assessment of the Titans. And that's what you need. If you can be consistently average to above average as your strength, that's good because the rest is coaching. And Mike Vrabel is still (coughs) coach of the year candidate to me. Well, the issue with this game is that they're playing a team that can be elite Mm -hmm. or absolutely awful. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess seven times out of ten or six times out of ten, you take the consistent team. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't really want to go against Sparrow and no, I'm, I'm, and I'm the same. <laughs> I kind of want the Bengals to win this game just because <laughs> the talent's just more appealing. They just like the the team management, the way they're trying to go about it, mm. just seems more should be rewarded. It's unfortunate that mix in that way. Like the, the the defense is still pretty garbage. Eli Apple has just been, uh, for lack of a better phrase, eaten up all all year. Uh, Taylor Britt on the other side's been uh, equally as garbage. Um, like, like Jesse Bates has been middle of the road as linebacker. So is Von Bell. The only players you've really got her showing up on a week to week basis are Trey Hendrickson and uh, on the other side Sam Hubbard. It's it's not been not been good the rest of the way. Maybe also is it is it um it's not Mac Wilson is a linebacker is it oh, Logan Wilson of course, um, but like to me the Bengals are still one of the most entertaining teams in the NFL and a lot of it comes down to how good that offense is, but of course a lot of it comes down to how average to crap the defense is, uh, because it gives you high scoring games like we've had the last actually looking back every team. So the, 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 there's been 30 points scored by at least one team in their last five games. Um, so, you know, it keeps things interesting. Um, so who are the Bengals, really, Darren? The Bengals are a team that need Joe Mixon to come back. Because <laughs> mm. they are currently last in offense, or second last in off in, in rushing. Um, and... I was about to say, I didn't know where you were getting that number from. But yeah, they, they started off so slow in the running game before... Uh, Mixon absolutely blew up on the on the Carolina Panthers to the the tune of five touchdowns. Um, so it's, but like, and it was just going, and then head knock last week, concussion protocol, out of the game against Pittsburgh, coming back. I think the Titans are a really hard team to 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 run against. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens next week against the the Chiefs and if they can even if they can even get themselves in that game long enough to keep running. Um, but yeah, it'll be good to see what happens when he comes back. He's currently listed as questionable, so we'll we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Um, so this game, uh, do you see this as being? I think it's. Uh, I think the Bengals are slight favorites in this one somehow. I don't know if you take the consistency plus home, you've got to say the Titans. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're a fan of offensive football and team building and stuff, then you probably want the Bengals to take this one. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm going to say just just because I like entertainment. Give me the Bengals in this one. Um, like I, I do. I think that Tannehill is doing an admirable job back where he is, but. Uh, you know, if the Bengals can wrap up Derrick Henry at least a little bit, you know, keep him below a hundred yards and a touchdown, then they should be okay. I would say. I would say maybe um, make, make make this one like a quite close twenty seven twenty game for me. Yeah, definitely, potentially could be. It also could be ten seven and rubbish. <laughs> definitely, potentially could be. That is correct, Aaron, <laughs> because that is a score that is possible in the NFL. <laughs> um, moving on, and the Houston Texans, the moribund Houston Texans, are 1-8-1, one, and, one, and they travel to the hot commodity in the NFL these days, the Miami Dolphins, who uh, at 7-3 and three 
Um, they're just incredible when Tua is at the helm. Uh, the, the statistic that everyone keeps looking at is that when Tua is at the helm, this is the number one offense in the league. Um, obviously, this one we would imagine is going to be very much a Dolphins victory. I think they're they're nearly 15-point favorites. Um, let's start with the Dolphins. Let's start with positivity. Who are the Dolphins really, Darren? They are a team that is one concussion away from being rubbish. <laughs> and uh, let me guess, is that concussion at quarterback? Yes, it is. Yes, correct. Because, um, yeah, Tua is just dealing so well within this offense. And his offensive line are protecting him well. But, of course, it's the way that the speed of these wide receivers, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill really makes this offense and like i think hill is on pace for something like 2200 yards and a million touchdowns and waddles on pace for like 1600 and, and and half a million touchdowns it's 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 a pretty beautiful thing to watch and i just want to take this time i'm not sure if he, he still listens all that often or whatever but uh neil shepherd this is your time, my friend. I'm so happy for you finally getting to enjoy a proper football team. It, it's been a long time coming from for you. Um, it's been, yeah, I think the since the days of Ricky Williams where you maybe longed for just any sort of hope. This is it. This is, is it, it right here. They're bringing in other players to add to the mix, like Jeff Wilson has been incredible at running back. Um, they've moved other players around. They've got rid of the dead weight. And then on, on the defensive side, pretty strong up front um, with like some, some patchy play like across across the, the rest of the board maybe. But uh, Kader Koh, who's been an absolute find at, at cornerback. Um, uh, Javon Holland's been excellent at safety as well. So he's patrolling it back there, really making up for any deficiencies that you might have out of Eric Rowe. Bradley Chubb coming in as well. I think they just went right. Let's just let's just get this done and make this a solid team. And yeah, like for for me, the Dolphins, they they might be my favorite team in the NFL right now. I think that they are are just just too good, and they are going to run all over the Houston Texans this week. Sorry for my little monologue there. I just realized how long I talked for. I'm terribly sorry, Darren. You can, uh, you can t t I hope you take plenty breaths because I'm now going to ask you, what are the Houston Texans, really? Can I just take my, um, my first, just my victory lap on Tua being a productive quarterback in this league? I feel like I've Absolutely. Been, been defending... Sorry this boy since he was drafted yes you know, same. played played with one hip for a year and then he did played for a coach and an ownership that didn't want him didn't want to let him play he literally came out and said he wasn't allowed to bootleg he wasn't allowed to like roll out to his left because of his hip and mm -hmm. just seeing him in an offense where they've kind of gone well you we don't need you to roll out as much but look here's some weapons and we'll actually Instead of running Protect it with, with a 30th overall running back, we'll give it to you to throw. And it's made such a difference. And one of the great ironies is at the start of the year, they're saying, oh, you know, he can't throw it far enough for Hill. He can't <laughs> throw it far enough for Waddle. But there's been a complete sea change on that in the last few weeks. And the, 
saying that oh, the yeah. fact that he's not putting as much mustard on it makes it easier for Hill because Hill can cut back so quick to yeah, a short it's, ball. It's, yeah. That, that he that's ends like up they're beginning to winning. gel better. Yeah. And if you actually Absolutely. look at what Mahomes did during the Super Bowls, you know, getting the two Super Bowls he was in, that was kind of how he threw it to Hill as well. You know, it's like you can yeah. throw it way over the top, but if it's, it's his it's, own coverage, then you throw it a little bit short, then Hill seems to just be able to kind of turn on a dime, run oh. back five yards and get it. Mike Mike which, McDaniel has done has done a great job. Um in terms of just scheming up these guys open because that that's the thing here Tua actually doesn't need to be brilliant he just needs to to be patient and these guys get open because mcdaniel is scheming them open because he knows that the, the talent that he has available he's not just put like drawing up plays and then sticking people on it he is looking at the people the individuals that he has at his disposal and then saying like right this is the sort of thing that i know is going to work here this is the thing that works for you he's speaking to his wide receivers and saying what do you feel best with and where do you want to receive the ball and how do you want it and they're tailoring that offense and doing it properly and it's very impressive and um, yep, yeah, I think we can we can take a small victory lap ourselves and say yes, we did believe that Tua was right all along for this team. Yes, and um, and to I, answer I your other question, you, you can make this one really quick, Darren. It's fine. The Texans are dead on arrival. Free cool. Nico Collins, free Damian Pierce, and free Brandon Cooks. Yep, that's it. That's poor, all. Poor, poor guys. There's a, a couple of really good good players in there, but they're just. Yeah, they're, they're just I think not spot. trading away Cooks before the trade deadline was like negligence, <laughs> criminal negligence. Yeah, exactly. You're just like uh, consigning him to another season of mediocrity, whereas he could have been released or or traded away to a contender. Um, and yeah, Cooks wasn't particularly happy with that himself. But yeah, no, the the, the Texans they are almost nailed on for the number one overall pick. They'll get their choice at quarterback, probably. They have two top um, fives if yeah. the Browns keep so, playing the way they're playing. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, I, 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 I feel bad for Davis Mills somewhat. I don't think he's really the, the problem. Uh, I think he's got very little around him uh, and in terms of protection. And, the, like, the, 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 the defense has been okay at times, but it's not, not good enough. So anyway, yeah, but let's let's move on from the Texans. We we have a lot to get through still. Uh, let's pick up the pace ever so slightly, and let's talk about the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets. Two rather fascinating teams, and I would say that this is a very interesting one to watch here right now. But it could be a lot less interesting if Justin Fields isn't playing quarterback for the Bears, because if he is, then this Jets defense, which is Super Bowl caliber. You know what? What comes of it, really? Like, can they deal with a running quarterback? Uh, will they be able to, to contain him? But Justin Fields, right now, the the scope of of um, or possibility of him being out is oh, he's day to day, or he might not play again the rest of this year. When he is in, he is he has been the most explosive player in the league the last couple of weeks. And it would be a real shame for, for us to, to lose that uh, at this point in the year, just when it was getting interesting for Chicago. Um, otherwise, they've been god-awful on defense. They've been excellent in the running game. They've occasionally popped up with passing game now that they have an idea about what Justin Fields is about and how that can scheme 
players open. So what are the Chicago Bears, Darren? Why are they really? They are a team on the up and about time. Yes, so I, I mean, think... it's kind of hard to hard to go down from where they were, um, I would say. Yeah. Um, but they yeah. haven't been going up from where they were either. So mm. I mean, I mean even now, they're, they're on the up despite having lost the last four games in a row. But they scored uh, 29 points to 49 against uh, Dallas. Uh, there's 35-32 loss against the Dolphins. 31-30 loss against the Lions. 27-24 loss against the Falcons when... Um, uh, Fields got injured partway through. Like, oh man, if Justin Fields just had more of a team around him, like even just just like make them almost average, and this team would have won their last last three games. Yeah, but it's not what they're they're the issue was that he hasn't shown this until now, and yes. they couldn't rely on that. So mm-hmm. there was no point in going in on this season if they were going to have to replace their quarterback, but. I think they you know. figured out that they have something here, yeah. and if they if they continue with their scheme and the scheme doesn't get you know found out like it can do for running quarterbacks, then there could be something special here. But how long do you have to get a team together that can work with this special player? Well, Fields is, my, is twenty three, so yeah, seven years. Yes, but like, how long does a contract go for? And like you, you know, they'll, when you they'll have, have fields a, for seven years. Because yeah, but like well, when you when you have a con like a quarterback uh, who's you know potentially potentially generational, like dare I say it, um, in his first contract, that's when you can start like really building around him. And I think the I think mm. the Bears do have a reasonable amount of cap room around them. But yeah, be very interesting to see how they go. Though. Yeah, and so. in, 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 indeed. But I'm just I'm just saying like you know it's good to have that um, quarterback who's excellent on their first contract, it can make a difference in terms of getting other players in. Now, of course, they moved on from like Roquan Smith as well, so the defense has uh, even more problems. Um, yeah, well, Fields came out and he apologized to his defense and his fans for the loss and said they should oh have won. Oh my God. And the <laughs> defensive teams rallied in support and were happy about it. So let's take that to Orchard this, Park and this. the Jets <laughs> and what they're not doing because oh. Wilson didn't do any of that and now he doesn't have a job. So that was almost such a good segue, Darren, but Orchard Park is where Buffalo resides. Oh, sorry. I thought it was oh. MetLife Park. It's MetLife Stadium, yes. I know, uh, like, but it's, it's in a park as well. Uh, indeed it is it's also not in new york whereas orchard park is yeah Uh, yeah but like we'll we'll ride that segue even if it is missing a wheel and say yes that is the exact opposite of what (laughs) zach wilson (laughs) yes it's it's just going round and round really it's a bit (laughs) of a problem um much like what's going on with the jets here they kind of do feel a bit like a segue with only one wheel in that their defense is is really doing the job um, they're one of the best in the league. Sauce Gardner, man, what a pickup! Uh, he's he's been, I think, pound for pound the best cornerback in the league this year. It's maybe been between him and Patrick Sertan, um, and and like Sauce has been like probably even slightly more consistent than him, given uh, a couple of missteps this week against Vegas. Um, but it's on the offensive side where Zach Wilson came out and was basically asked if if he was the problem and the offense was the problem and he said no 
he didn't need to apologize to the defense. And that was like, it's been like people have been running wild with it over the last couple of days. And this is a guy who fails to take accountability. He's a rich white boy who has no idea about the concept of it. And people have just been going off on one on this guy. And it seems to me that it's a, a real, you know, step too far. It's like, okay, okay. They've, they've maybe got some problems in the building, but they can deal with them themselves. But it's not his talk that's the problem at the moment, really. The main problem is definitely his play, because if he was even, you know, even average, uh, he would have been all right in the last game and been able to at least put something up. I think, was it, they had something like two yards of offense in the second half last week, yeah. which was, like, that's... That's unheard of. I've never heard of anything quite so bad. Um, except from, I don't know, maybe there was a Broncos game where we were like down minus seven yards at the half or something like that, but then I think the, rallied to get back to 80 or something like that. But I think like, the Bears the, 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 game where Rodgers came back from like 17 points down in the second mm-hmm. half, I think that was like, a, I think they only had like 20 yards in the second half for Rodgers to do that, but... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen very often. But no, no, I would very, say that if if you take out the silliness about Zach Wilson being rich, therefore not wanting it, which yes. doesn't really make any sense. All this stuff is silly. If you go to the stats, the Chicago team are only 30% efficient on third down. They only average three yards a rush. Um Chicago are forty five percent efficient on third down, and they average six and a half yards a rush. And I, I mean, just like, think is, if is you just straight up look well, at it though? like that with Fields in, I think yeah. the Chicago Bears should be able to keep the Jets' defense tired. I don't think the Jets' offense will give the Jets' defense enough time. To be yeah, honest, I would, I would love to see the splits over the last couple of weeks, though, because I think that's it'd be a fascinating case study to see what's going on there. But like the, like on, on the Jets' defensive side of the ball, let's be let's be positive for a moment for the Jets um, before I um, <laughs> on the Shut roundabout way come back around and do this here. But like Sauce Gardner, number one cornerback in the NFL this year, um, eighty five point nine PFF grade. Quinn Williams through the middle, one of the best interior linemen, ninety point seven PFF grade, and the, the like across the board is average to very good. Um, uh, you've got uh, DJ Reed um, on the other corner. He's been like he's just stepped up, like seemingly from from out of nowhere. I mean, which is probably a bit unfair to him, really. To be honest, he's been been pretty good throughout his career, um, but he's really stepping up this year. Um, yeah, let's just say who are the New York Jets really, Darren? Real quick, they are an elite defense and. If they have a very good draft next year, they could be an elite team. But once again, as with several of the teams in the league, they are a quarterback away. That's it. A quarterback away was going to be my assessment there for one sentence there. And what are the Chicago Bears really, Darren? They are a couple of stars away. So they're still rebuilding. I would say they they're like need... a whole lot of average players away. It's kind of what, what I would say. Like you want to creep back towards average wherever you can, um, but yeah, I, I I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, it's the Bears <laughs> Jets. Let's do something else. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, Chicago going to win. This. Yeah. This. This going faster thing's not working. We've been. We're an hour in, and we're about fifty percent of the way through. So. Oh, um, 
Let's just see how we go with uh, the uh, Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders. See, I'm getting pretty good at saying Commanders and not that previous thing. Um, yes, that's the one. Well, that, that's the one it should be. Like, I really hope they do just say, you know, Commanders is a stupid one. Let's get rid of the owner. Let's change it again. It, like, Jeff Bezos will end up buying into this team or something like that, and then they'll they'll actually brand themselves well. Um, to, uh, change it. Yeah, let's just say. Uh, let's just, just jump right in and say, Darren, what are the Atlanta Falcons? Really? A mess. But a fun mess. That's, that's probably about right, I would say. They have like some they, really fun players, but they're not yeah. really going anywhere with it. Yeah, Cordaro Patterson is has been been like obviously still really really good whenever he's given the ball properly. Uh, there's a chance they might be missing Kyle Pitts. In fact, I think he's on IR. Uh, they think they just put a whole bunch of players on IR, including Casey Hayward as well. Um, now, of course, we've been sort of Marcus Mariota hopefuls for the last God knows how long. He's he's not really doing it, is he? Let's no. let's be honest. Like we've Time seen for him. Ritter. Like, yeah, occasionally he's like cropping up with a play or something like that, but it's not as frequently as it needs to be. If it just happened that bit more frequently, and he just pulled something else out of the back, as you see it sometimes, but he just doesn't do it enough. And like he's got players like Drake London in there. Like like I say, he's gonna he's gonna miss a couple other players that have gone out there, like Kyle Pitts, who was a tight end only in name. Um, I, and like the offensive line is beginning to come together a bit more with Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom are are, are doing pretty well on that right hand side. But yeah, it's it's still still a problem. And um, on on defense, they're 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 pretty bad too. AJ Terrell went from having an incredible year last year to just being straight garbage, man. Like he's not been good at all. Like what is going on there? Yeah, I I don't know. I just think the the team is in need of some kind of stability. I think you know, in, in their results and the way they play and the way the games go and just it's called all kind of in flux and still yeah. they, they just they need a couple of drafts. They need to have the coach for a bit longer, they need to pick a quarterback. Um they should probably cash in on Pitts. I think that's Oh really? Yeah, okay. They wow. should be going for a couple of picks for Pitts. Wow. Okay. Um, so so soon. Um, well, I what are they going to achieve? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like they, they've they've still got him for another three years. They'll be able to, you know, have his option and then still be able to stretch out for a bit longer. I would imagine. Um, mm. I don't think they need to get rid of him right now. They can use him almost as a draw for for other players, other quarterbacks, or something like that. Who really knows? Um, on the other we side, we don't know. That's why I think they need to start playing Ritter. They just need to, you know see what they've got because obviously Mariota probably Mariota is unless he's playing in a very kind of set system uh, he's a bit up and down and as, you as could probably as you, draw a line yeah. between the up and down nature of the results and the up and down nature of Mariota so. mm, indeed as long as they're still in, in it this season though it seems that they might be sticking with him but that's just 
you know what they've what they've said on the coaching side of things, but that can always change. On the other side of the ball, the Washington Commanders. This has been the form team in the NFL um, somehow um, since Taylor Heineke's come in. Um, they have five wins out of their last six, including wins against Green Bay and Philadelphia. You know that's you know nothing to sneeze at. Like these guys are are still well in the mix in the NFC East. Um, but like you still wouldn't look at this team and say that is a good team. You still wouldn't say Taylor Heineke is a good quarterback. You s- it, they're just finding ways to win. Hmm. Uh, like they're, they're maybe like like playing a, a a bit above the some of their parts. I think you know that they're, they're using they're finally beginning to use like the Curtis Samuel a bit more than he had previously. Trying to almost put him in that deep Debo Samuel um, type role. Maybe it's a name thing. Um, you know Terry McLaurin's still good. Antonio Gibson's showing up as well. I think he's probably the slightly better running back than Brian Robinson at this point. Um, but then on on defense, you've got like so. Josh Sweat is really showing up this year. He's been been really really good. Jonathan Allen through the middle has been fantastic. The safety tandem has been like just playing out of this world. Uh, Derek Forrest and uh, Cameron Curl, guys who just come from out of nowhere as well. And um, Chase Young will be coming back into the mix soon as well. Like this defense is. Like you, it could potentially be something that could maybe sort of work and be really, really good. <laughs> it's hard to say, but um, yeah, the, the the commanders are a team, and I would just say that when I'm saying what are the the Washington Commanders really, I would say they are confusing as hell, but it's just like this mix that's working for them at the moment. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say that they're a Ron Rivera team. They're just they're not going <laughs> to. Cu- they're coming on strong in the second half, which is what they always yeah. do. They're not going to tank out. They're not going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to be competitive, and they have enough talent through the drafts that they've done on defense. Yeah, um, I do like the idea of having someone solid like Heineke, and then trying to do more with the talent instead of putting it all on Heineke to to mm. find the talent. You know these end arounds and and having you know a bit more you know movement and and fluidity to the the offense means that sims and you know um oh, i can't remember the boy's name because i don't care um, okay well we we, 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 we can move on i think we i think we just about got it and we need to move on anyway uh, they are of- <laughs> they're players that should get more touches and the more creative they are on getting them touches and the less they put on the quarterbacks, either of them, um, is better yeah. for them. Yeah, and it's still his name's still not coming. What's the name of the, the other good? McLaurin, Sims, Stephen Sims, Dotson, Chase, Jahan Dotson, Dotson. Is it Powell? No, Chase. Who was the Sam Curtis Samuel? Curtis, I said Curtis Samuel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. Let's, let's move. Let's, let's move on, Darren. We don't. Yeah. No, nobody cares about either of these teams anymore. <laughs> yeah. Speaking okay. of two, speaking of two teams that no one cares about at the moment, the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers are also playing this weekend. And um, oh man, skip, I, uh, skip. <laughs> I don't, uh, Fast forward. Can we? Yeah, can we mercy rule this one, yeah. Darren? Let's just say. 
Actually, can I just say what are the Denver Broncos really? They to me? are. Oh, to you. Okay, yeah. They are the most disappointing offensive team in recent NFL history, and I, I don't think that's anywhere near an exaggeration. The uh, the 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 thoughts coming in to this was that Russell Wilson would at least be an upgrade on last year, but the I believe the numbers were saying that if um, the Broncos were to score eighteen points per game on offense, they would be nine and one right now, which is absolutely absurd. If they were to just have scored eighteen points in the games that they had lost, then yeah, they would have been nine and one. Or maybe well, I think was it like there's maybe the the Raiders game now or whatever like that that changes that. But that's dreadful on offense. It is, but the, I, the, I, and the, and the def- it's because the defense is so good, man. Jiro Evero has done a spectacular job coming in there. Like it's not just a case of they haven't missed a beat; it's that they're actually better than they were last last season. And it's all to do with like so Patrick Sertan on one side, uh, uh, Justin Simmons in the backfield, Kareem Jackson, um, and, and like Bar- Baron Browning when he's been in, he's been absolutely outstanding as well. He's been a bit a bit off and on with his health, unfortunately. And then like even like the so Demari Mathis is showing up as well. Now they have moved on from Bradley Chubb. They've basically just said, you know what, let's just get what we can back for him. The window's closed. We're, we're just garbage. Let's move on and that is yes. my assessment of it i think i about nailed that shall we leave the broncos <laughs> just yeah i just i done. just want to say don't even need to say well soon the first that first the seahawks game the broncos seahawks game was one of my favorite games of the season because it just it had everything shut up darren <laughs> it had everything and wilson was so bad and the yeah. The management of the clock and just watching Hackett and Wilson. Oh, I just I felt sorry for Bronco's nation. Yeah, you can feel sorry for Steve Bothwell in particular. I think he uh, he stayed up and watched m- most of, if not all of, the uh, the game against the Raiders this week, which was taking the duration and went into, I believe it went into overtime as well. So he had to suffer all the way through that Um I don't even think he's taking in good humour anymore. I think he's just going to not bother. But um, it's just such a shame. Um, like, there's a team, there's a really good team here. I don't know what's going on. Well, he just paid Ch- like 200 million, though, so. Yeah. So let's bloody deal with it, right? Okay, the Carolina Panthers, another team that are garbage. Um, Terrace Marshall Jr. is all right. Uh, DJ Moore has been underperforming. Dante Foreman's been a revelation in the backfield. Sam Darnold's apparently maybe going to be starting at quarterback. That's absolutely ridiculous as well. The defense used to be really good. It's kind of fallen off. I think the only person they've got is good is Derek Brown. Uh, how was that? Oh, JC Horn, sorry. Yeah, like JC Horn's had moments. Yep, yep. I still like Mayfield. I think he's that team is too... Mayfield needed to go to a team that was at least even slightly competent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's interested. We'll see I mean, see what we, happens can... next year for him, but I think uh, he, he'd rather take the payout now, I think. I think he'd rather get his... Yeah, I, if you um, say to me, would Baker take half his salary for the year to leave today? I think he'd probably do it. 
I'm trying to think if I take him on the Broncos because I think he might see the field better than, than Russell. Anyway, I'm not I'm not going to even consider that as a prospect at the moment. Really, that's, that's a really stupid stupid thing to think because they're both pretty bad quarterbacks at the moment. So why are the Panthers really just now down? Uh, not worth talking about. Cool, sweet. <laughs> Moving on, the Baltimore Ravens and Jacksonville Jaguars. We need to move these along. Yeah. Um, why are the Baltimore Ravens, Darren? Fun. Yes, I would say that they, they can be, although last week was a really weird blip on the radar against the Panthers. Only 13-3. It was, was a 3 nothing at halftime in this one as well. Um, Offense is hard, apparently, according to all yes. these games that have been happening recently. Especially, were they missing uh, Mark Andrews in that last one as well? Yes. Which would explain a lot. And I think Duvernay was a bit injured as well. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson is questionable for this week as well, though he's been, <laughs> really? been decent since he popped up. Um, for in very limited reps, of course. Um, like Ronnie Stanley is um is injured too. There, there's some there's some problems there. Um, for the for the Jags, I mean, like the Jags are three and seven, which is um, you know, somehow an improvement on the previous year. But they just they only seem to play in patches. Um, but um, you know, there's there's something there as well. But I think that people are. They tend to think that the Ravens are one of these teams, and it seems to be the same as they have been the last few years, where they're a good team, they can beat anyone, but wide receivers are still a problem. Why is this the case? And then they go and get rid of Marquise Brown. Uh, at the moment, uh, Demarcus Robinson is your top wide receiver. Devin Duvernay is underutilized. Uh, Mark Andrews has been, you know, he, he, he's a tight end and is injured, you know, that's kind of an issue. Yes. It is an mm. issue, but they're still one of the best rushing teams in the league, and they generally tend to get it done. So I'm going to say they're probably going to be fun, and they should probably win this game. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to um, try and curtail the discussion or anything like that, but I'll, I'll just say, like, you know, that the Ravens are really good on... On offense and on defense, they're 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 pretty good too. Uh, the Jaguars, what are they really? They are a team that has yet to find an identity, and I I feel like that's kind of Lawrence's oh. job. Yeah, and yep. he has to start really taking this team by the scruff of the neck. Because you think Christian Kirk is actually a, a low key good signing, even if it is for as much money as they paid for him. Well, I think with the, the cap going up and some of the other signings, I think that's absolutely fine. I just don't think he's number one in no, the way like, that other players are. And, and I think Lawrence Lawrence needs a running mate. Yeah, I think they're, they're paying him like number one money and they're using him as a slot receiver. But as long as you can get something out of that, then that's that's great as long as you can make it work. But yeah, Kirk, Kirk has been been pretty good so far. Uh, if they had oh. more to play for, I could have seen... That. The issue is also that the other team, the teams that are really bad are also in their division, so they're not going yeah. to get Cooks from the Texans, are they? Because the Texans yeah, are going to trade yeah, Cooks it. to the Jags, and 
that's the one player I think that they could have got this season to make an instant improvement would have been Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, even hey, maybe, maybe that's it. Or who isn't going to go there? You know. So. No, no, not in a, not in a month of Sundays, mate. Um, right, we we still have a whole bunch of games to go, and we're one hour fifteen in. So the Los Angeles Chargers five and five, traveling to Arizona to face the four and seven Cardinals. Uh, now, the Cardinals, I believe they still have Marcus Brown on IR. Kyler Murray is still questionable. Um, I'm going to ask you up front, what are the Cardinals really, Darren? The Cardinals are not a very good team. I uh, would agree. Without their decent quarterback, they're even worse. So I love Colt McCoy. Awful. I yeah. want him to do well. Um, but... It just isn't going to happen. So they're no. kind of wasting their time without Murray. And yeah. they've done nothing on defense. They're like second last on defense. And they just have loads of problems. But they've felt the need to sign their coach and GM to another four years. So Did not understand that at all. Maybe they'll figure it out. Didn't understand that at all. I would say that, yeah, um, like I would agree with, I would agree with all of that. Done. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> can you tell I'm trying to speed this up a little bit here? Yeah. The, char- the Chargers, though, they're a real conundrum. Um, obviously, they've been dealing with injuries a lot this year. Uh, Keenan Allen seems to be coming back. He had an incredible catch this week, by the way. If you haven't seen that, go and have a look at it. Um, yes, so he's he come back into the fray. Fantasy, so I did of see course that. he was. Uh, Mike Williams also returned to form. Uh, I think you got Josh Palmer out there as well. Justin Herbert's still kind of playing through that injury, but maybe he's beginning to get back into the swing of things. Um, Austin Eckler is still one of the best contributors in the NFL, I would say. Um, and it's maybe just on the other side, you've still got these questions. I think that the, the defense is just so drastically underperforming outside of the likes of um, Khalil Mack and Derwin James, who are probably still only performing to like you know average to below average. Sorry, but for, for, for them, that is. Um, but I think in this one you'd still say Chargers all day long, right? Yeah, I think the Chargers are a giant schedule away from being a playoff team. <laughs> I think <laughs> they've had a really hard right. time. Um, yeah, they they have played against the likes of the Ravens, the Titans, uh, the Rams before they totally sucked, the Seahawks, the Eagles, Chiefs twice. The, yeah, <laughs> of course you got the Chiefs uh, twice. Um, well, they've only played the have they played them twice now. Yeah, no, they have played them twice now, have they? Yeah, no. no. Wait, where no, are No, probably not. But they've got to play them again. So, Yeah, oh my god, what's going on with my eyes? I don't know, they're, they're breaking. Um, I would say... Yeah, so, sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Cardinals uh, one, that's why. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, disregard everything I just said. And um, yeah, let's, uh, shall we move on? Or do you have anything, any more points in the Chargers time? I'd say a team that can take... Um, the Chiefs to the last play of the game um, are yes. a good enough team to make the playoffs and hopefully they just get a, a run of luck because I yeah, think yeah. they're a good team but they're the they Chargers and get healthy um, the Chargers and are they never get bad. luck so yeah maybe they can buck 30 years of football yeah. <laughs> you know who else never gets luck down the Colts who? which is Colts. why you owe me pizza uh, yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to. Oh, oh, Darren, is it is it all right to announce this on the podcast that it's your team now? Mm, it was my team before. 
I made a mistake. But, but like you, 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 you feel like you've confirmed <laughs> it a bit more now. We, yes, we, we, yes. Sh- we shook on it in the pub the other day that the yeah. Seattle Seahawks are now Darren's team and he has purchased a rather nice looking Sean Alexander top, which still leaves the door open for me to perhaps get a rather nice Steve Largent top at some point down the road, should I decide it. It's been something I've been humming and haying on for quite some time. Uh, and I probably will continue to do so because I just can't quite bring myself to do it. Anyway, the Seahawks, Darren, what are they really? They are a very well-coached team with some very good rookies and a guy who just just can't quit in Geno Smith. Just can't quit him. Just <laughs> yeah, right watch him. Just want to watch him play. I, I really do. Um, <clears throat> And it's, the Raiders are rubbish, so yeah. So I think yeah, see ya, Seattle at home all day, all day, all day. Oh, boom! Oh, I, I like the way you think, man. Just let's let's get get in here, get out of here. I have nothing done. to say about the Raiders other than Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but they still managed to beat the Broncos, which is uh, twice as well. They sweep the Broncos this season. Like Devante Adams is, that their only is, two is still wins? looking at it. They, I don't no, know how they many wins win, they've got. They, they've won three games. So the other game, uh, yeah, the the other game was against the Texans as well. So yeah, it's quite it's quite awful uh, for Raider Nation at the moment. Um, yeah, that, it's a it's an awkward awkward spot for them. I think that you and I are both unified in saying that the Seahawks are the better team here. The only good players that the Raiders seem to have at the moment are um, are Max Crosby. A defensive end the the uh, rest of the team on defense is absolute garbage and on offense um david carr sorry Derek carr is um below average Devontae adams is still playing out his skin but he just can't pull that team up on his own um i'm sorry like you know josh jacobs is showing up from time to time and playing really really well behind a behind a bad offensive line couple of words darren what are the raiders really they are a disaster. I think that is a fair assessment. That no what does this man do to teams? It's like Urban Meyer. Like, what, what has he done? What has happened? Uh, I, I don't know. They could um, should have kept Rick. Oh, Basaccia. Yeah. Like it's, it's the the things. What was the statistic they had? They had um. Like the lead in so many games, and they blew so when them. when Rick was in charge or just after Gruden left, they had they won pretty much every one score game they played, mm-hmm. and this year they've lost every one score game. And like I think it's I think it's even worse than that. It's something like they've had a seventeen point lead in something like four of their games, or like five of their games, and they've blown about every single one of them. Um, which is something which the rest of the league has only managed to do something like oh, like 10 times in the last like however, like dec- decade or something like that. I can't remember what the actual statistic was, but it was mind-blowing. Does Just he go get a coffee in the fourth quarter or something? Or does he have one of those, like, I don't know, like he can't cross the field or something, or with his um, does he have like a I don't know a tracker from thing. prison or something where he can't play, and <laughs> can't go to the other side of the field in the second half, and they no idea, Darren. But let's let's move on because we really don't have that much time to spend. 
and we've probably given too much to the Raiders enough as it is. Um, another very disappointing team this year has been the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, has there been a more disappointing team this season? Uh, certainly the worst um, Super Bowl um, follow-up season uh, in, in living memory, possible in NFL, possibly in NFL history at the moment, the way that they're moving on to it, which is weird because they do have a really good defense, but the offense has just been like completely no-shows. Uh, other than Cooper Cup, who's now injured and on IR, Matt Stafford is questionable with a head injury, uh, Joe Noteboom is on IR, the, the, the team is just in a real state of disrepair. And, did did um, they have their pick? Uh, I don't know. I think they might have traded that one away. I think that was another one that went away for Stafford. So, yeah. But, like, Bob, Bobby Wagner's been incredible on, on, on defense. Uh, Aaron Donald's continued to just be Aaron Donald. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. And then everyone else is, um, you know, middling to to not that good. But because of the impact of those star players that defense is still exceptional on on offense though it's really unremarkable uh alan robinson has been one of the busts of the year in terms of new signings um you've got bryce perkins now starting at quarterback they just released i heard um uh, daryl williams he's, he's just he's just out the door um so now yeah. they've got um, cam Akers who Asked for a release and didn't get it, and uh, Kyron Williams in the backfield. So like this kind of screams to me as a team that's kind of giving up. Um, yeah, but what for? They don't have any picks. <laughs> I know. Like, what? What is the deal? Just shut everyone down and say, let's just move on to next year. But I think for say, Stafford, yeah, if he's under concussion and you know that, then you may as well just not play him. But yeah, just like just if they if done. they have the the best round two pick, maybe. There is an option where they That's can maybe use that, next uh, year's. What well, they do, they have their own second round, mm. so maybe they can use this year's second round plus next year's first to get to the top. Get into like the yeah top for fifteen or something, but they're not getting anywhere near a quarterback, and they're not getting anywhere near a pa- like another oh, pass rusher. No, well, does it like the, the the problem? I know. I will say, what are the Rams really? The Rams are a team without an offensive line because. Whenever they've had an offensive line in these last few years, and they've been up and down, the offense when the offensive line performs, this team performs. When they don't perform, and you know you have certain players retire or people aren't quite playing up to the same um, standards as they did the previous year, then they're garbage. And this year is one of those garbage years. They they need to invest uh, heavily in offensive line and. I'd probably get a better offensive line coaching, I'm assuming. Um, Which are they're the Rams. These are definitely things they can do. Yep, absolutely. Like, you could definitely like swing that. Absolutely. Um, on the other side, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Darren, take it away. What are the Chiefs, really? The best team in the NFL. Yes, I would tend to agree there right now. Uh, headed, obviously, by Patrick Mahomes, who should be the MVP frontrunner. Um, Kelsey's the... And, tra- and Travis Kelsey, man, Jesus, he's um just tearing it up right now. Top graded tight end in the league. I think he's on pace for something like eighteen hundred yards and twenty uh, odd touchdowns. Um, 
I'm like, this is a like, this was supposed to be like the beginning of the descent for him, but no, no, no. He just just keeps it going. the The offensive line is probably all around one of the best in the league, and they're still making the most out of their wide receivers that they've got there as well. Um, obviously, they've got a few players injured, like Juju Smith Schuster. Um, if Kadarius Tony can stay healthy in this lineup, then oh my god, you have like like someone on like a not quite the same level as Tyreek Hill, but there's a potential in there which is sky high. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you got Chris Jones, who's just been the best interior defensive player in the league. Um, George Karlaftis has not quite lived up to the expectation on the on the outside there, but uh, Lajarius Sneed's playing out of his skin. Uh, and Nick Bolton's playing really well at linebacker. You've got at least one very, very good player at every level. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the Chiefs are just, just performing well. Obviously, the, the defense isn't quite as strong as the offense, which are just so well coached and so well run. They just know exactly what it is that they need to do. Well, they, they have followed a similar plan to the Rams, but they haven't kind of gone all all in. And, you know, like things like grabbing Tony and, and you know, Making a play at Smith Schuster and picking up and picking up the uh, Tooney, the center and stuff like mm-hmm. they are able to use the fact that they already have their tight end, they already have their quarterback, and they already have you know um, their defense pretty set that they mm-hmm. they're able to make decisions during the mm-hmm. year and at the start of the year that just work. Like they're just they're just able to take flyers. They're able to. Bring in the Josh Gordons, bring in the Cook Tonys. Like, it's as if they it's they, success got it so well breeds out. success. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and maybe one day they'll do what the Rams are doing now. But with <laughs> Mahomes, it just doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem possible, almost. Especially behind a, a good, strong offensive line, which is something that they were struggling with before. But they've just over the last couple of years, they've just said, "No, this is this is who we are." And they've done an excellent job at building that offensive line there since that uh, that loss to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I actually didn't. There was no doubt in my mind. I watched. I think that's probably one of the only games because of traveling and and work having to work since traveling that I actually sat down and watched all of. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just no doubt in my mind that they were going to score that at the yeah. end of the game. Just being uh, just, you know, it was kind of. Ironed yeah, on an absolute uh, like classic with uh, <laughs> still with a predictable Kansas City while um, ending at the end there as well. Um, moving on, we still have three more games to go, Darren. Uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, are four and seven against the San Francisco 49ers, who are six and four. The Saints, who are they really, Darren? Who the Saints? The Saints are who a are team that have. Good players that never seem to want to play. So through injury or injury or <laughs> I was just looking at an injury report right now. Michael Thomas obviously out on IR. Marcus Davenport's kind of been a, like almost bust um, for what they gave up to get him. Cam Jordan's not playing as well this year. Uh, Peyton Turner's not not around either. Um, Pete Werner is, is falling away. Eric McCoy is injured. Uh, yeah, they got some serious problems there. Um, but of course, the, the the real problem 
uh, I mean, actually, no, no, no. I was, I was going to say the real problems at quarterback, but it's not because Andy Dalton has actually been playing very well. The real problem is four fifths of the offensive line. Uh, Ryan Ramchek is still playing very well, um, but the rest of the team isn't really keeping Andy Dalton upright. Um, and having that wide receiving core depleted by the loss of like some Michael Thomas makes it a bit of a problem as well. Chris Olave though has been outstanding as a rookie and um, probably the best best rookie offensive player that, that we've seen, certainly in the wide receiving uh, position. Um, and the Saints defense though has been so up and down. Uh, like you've got some, some really good players popping up in there. Um, and like from certain places you wouldn't really have expected either. Like Carl Granderson has been playing very well. Obviously, you've still got your you know your your likely lads like Demario Davis, who's been Mister Consistent through there. Uh, Tyron Matthew maybe a bit up and down, but he's still there. I, I I just I think I can't trust the Saints. Is probably how I feel about it. Whereas. On the other side of the ball, what do you make of the 49ers, Darren? Who are they really? The second best team in the NFL. Wow, you think so? Yeah, by a mile. I would say like certainly the way that the defense is playing. Uh, best team in the NFC. Up there. Honestly, did, did I watched a lot of the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mainly, well, I had it on mainly for fantasy reasons. But that <laughs> yes, team, oh my God, like... Just Garoppolo just exist and not be terrible, and that team can run <laughs> up the score. Like it's just outrageous the amount of talent they've got now. And um, I saw a a tweet uh, from Warren Sharp, which literally read that Trent Williams is the best player of all time because he's been showing his move every play for mm. the last three years or something like he's so good at what he does that it doesn't matter that he's telling run no one can stop him from getting the runner through even though he like does this like little shoulder thing every time it's a run which has been proven <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he's that good that he's still like the highest rated offensive lineman even though he has a tell um don't know if it helps the rest of the the offensive line or the runner or anything like that, but yeah, <laughs> he's certainly he's certainly a very incredible um, like left tackle. Um, so where, where do you stand on this? Is an issue that we've raised you know three or four times in the difference. You know, a Ronnie Staley, a Terrence Williams, a Whitworth. You know, the when you have a good left tackle or right tackle, the difference it makes to a team and the teams like the Saints who don't have it just now and. Where do you kind of stand on the fact that they don't let you, they don't coach it anymore? You know, they, they don't get to practice it at college as much. They, they they don't get to practice it as much in the pros. Like, it's a lot of theory and mm-hmm. gym work to try and play a position which is incredibly complex. And I think there's a reason why the best offensive linemen in the league are primarily in their 30s. Because they're it's certainly, before, it's certainly harder to find. Yeah, you, before you the change in the rules. Yeah, you you have to you still. I mean, like people look at it and they like deduce that it's just a bunch of big pigs who are just going in there and running up each other's throats. And yeah, like all you need to do is get low, and then you smack your other guy in the mouth or whatever. But no, no, no. There's different ways in which you you do this, and it's it's quite a cerebral position position, and you have to be switched on through an entire game. You're playing for three hours out there. 
uh, you know, off yeah, and on. I don't know. I and, don't know if you, you, you have to you have to maintain your concentration from the first snap to the last snap because any any lapse in concentration, that's a sack, that's a tackle for a loss, that's uh, that's a fumble. Um, whereas, like, if you are consistently out there and you can be trusted, especially if you're at that that blind side like uh, like Trent Williams is. It gives people like Jimmy Garoppolo just so much more confidence to say, I can probably stand in the pocket here for a bit longer and I can deal it to the likes of George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo yeah, Samuel. The Brandon Ayuk touchdown in the first half was a perfect example of that. You know, Garoppolo got probably about half a second more because his offensive line gives him that half second and it gives Ayuk enough time to get open and touchdown, you know. Yeah. And other teams just don't have that. Um, yeah. I, I would say that. The 49ers are just a lot of fun. And I don't know, I kind of mm-hmm. are really hoping for a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl at the moment. Um, maybe uh, the would, Eagles. would be a pretty nice one. Uh, but also, yeah, to put the Eagles out there as well. At least the NFC um, game. Let's give the Eagles and 49ers an NFC game because I think that'll yeah, be absolutely amazing. Be nice. uh, speaking of the Eagles, they host the Green Bay Packers next up. Uh, Eagles nine and one versus the Green Bay Packers, who people are generally writing off, but I mean you can still see them them doing something from time to time, like they did against the the Cowboys uh, just two weeks ago, thirty one twenty eight in a in a great game there. But um, yep, I think all money would be going on the Eagles in this one, even though they had a, a very iffy game against the Colts, um, following on from a, a pretty bad loss against the Commanders, um, but. They're still a really strong team. Uh, they're probably going to miss Dallas Goddard at, at tight end here. But if if all you're missing is your tight end, then you you you've got worse positions that you could be in. Um. So what are the Philadelphia Eagles just now, Darren? And let's keep this relatively quick because we know they're good. They are a team that has made the most of a schedule. Um. That was favorable at the start of the season to give them the momentum that has led to them just taking the confidence and going with it to be honest I think yep I think you could you could certainly look at this and say that a lot of it is schedule driven but there's certainly some some serious talent in there as well uh, I think obviously AJ Brown has helped help really change this this team across the board because of what he can do and the coverage that he can draw uh, combine that with with Jalen Hurts uh, it opens things up for him. Uh, but of course, he also opens things up for Brown and uh, Quez Watkins and Devonta Smith. Um, it, and like having a really strong offensive line as well. Again, one of the best in the league. It it just makes things so much easier for a team like that. But then it's it's also the defense on on the other side of the ball. Obviously, you can only play against um, those that you're put up against. But like I said, James Bradbury has been uh, an excellent pickup, really great value. Uh, Darius Slay has been fantastic. Um, Brandon Graham is um, is having a, a career resurgence here as well. And uh, Javon Hargrave through the middle is um, sitting in nicely for, for Jordan Davis, who's injured as well. It's just, it's a really strong team. Yep. So what, like because I don't have much time, Darren, I'm sorry, we got to move on. But the Green Bay Packers... What are they really? Because I don't think anyone really knows. <laughs> they are Aaron Rodgers' retirement home. Wow. Do you think he's going to bother coming back next season? Yeah. Or is it like yeah, he's uh, taking that eighty million? Or whatever he's, yeah, he's getting that. That's that's his. I actually 
don't think they're that bad. I could see them winning this game, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> Just it, it could still happen. Because they could win it. Like, they're still the Packers. They're still a good team when they want to be. They really threw away that Cowboys game. Oh, my God. Like, mm. you know. Um, I just, or the other way around, or they, they, I don't even know who won that game. They were both just as bad as each other. No, no, no. Like in the last game, they, they, they threw it away to the Titans. Titans. They were, yep. they were really bad. Rogers was, it was probably one of the worst games of Rogers career, actually. Um, I would say yeah, in terms of the cold. throws that he was missing. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably cold. Um, he's got, he's got other engagements. Oh, it's so. cold for the you know, lives in Green Bay. At the, at the, at the Raiders next year. So you can go <laughs> six and fourteen with them. Oh, wonderful! That's not that's not how that works. Down six and fourteen. What are you talking? Six about? and eleven. But but like uh, obviously, um, well, I'll just I'll just touch really quickly on Christian Watson. Obviously, he's really yeah. been popping up the last couple of weeks. Uh, can't not talk about him. Really, he's he's, he's he had one massive game and then he had one uh, game, but he scored two touchdowns. Is this guy going to be the next? Devontae Adams, or should we temper expectations? Well, he's not going to be Devontae Adams, but he's okay. Going he's going to be, be Jordy good, Nelson. He's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. And um, look, if you let Rogers down, you don't play for five games. But he's <laughs> obviously true. fixed whatever that was, and his ability to do end arounds and and um, play in the running game, and and he kind of he, he's in that in between where. You know, like Debo does that, but he can't high point a ball. It's like, you mm. know, Debo's movement off the off the catch isn't or off the throw isn't as good. But mm. Watson seems to be able to get up and high point and yeah. be able to run. He's been the fastest person he knows since he was like ten. He's yeah. like won every trophy he could have won from the age of like ten up till now. So I always look at that and go, The man, the boy's a winner. And he nearly scored a ninety yard touchdown on his first NFL first, snap. first play, yeah. So, <laughs> but he dropped it. But like, that's a lesson, and like, maybe yeah. that is going to be one of these stories that he's going to be able to tell uh, on his way to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, so, well, um, if he's got Jordan Love throwing him at plus, right? Okay, so um, I'm just I'm going to ask you to pick this game though, Dan, because you did say that you could see the Packers winning this game, but do they? It says in no. Philadelphia as well. No, I'm going to give it to the Eagles. It's in Philadelphia, yeah, but... and they're just so consistent just now. They're yeah, just, they had that better. kind of blip that you have to have. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. All Blacks. You want to lose a game before you go to the World Cup. Yeah. And, you know, they'd lost to the Commanders. It annoyed them. Got them all up in their grill. And then they have, like, the little game to come back where it's not doesn't go as easy. I think they've had mm. their two blips. They managed to win last weekend yes they um, did and I think that they'll just come out and you know maybe they'll do what they, they've done before which is they'll score three or four you know two or three touchdowns in the first quarter or the first and then, quarter and, then take and a half the gas. Yeah. Yeah. and, and then they, don't, they can just run it out with yeah. their free free headed monster of Scott Gainwell <laughs> and Miles Sanders that's it all in the running game and um, that game that they did just manage to eke out last weekend was against the Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts who will play host to the Pittsburgh Steelers who just lost out to the Cincinnati Bengals the other week now this is a team that's three and seven the other team's four six and one but I I don't know. I I've got a sneaky feeling that this is going to be an entertaining game, Darren, because the the Steelers 
for all their flaws, they're showing some signs of life. And I say that as in, I, I've seen some of these Kenny Pickett to George Pickens passes and catches, and you're like, wow, that's a, that, that should be, like, if they can get some sort of consistency out of Pickett, George Pickens can be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And I, I sincerely mean that. Some of the stuff that he's putting up there is is absolutely absurd. Um like but he's just not not getting the the delivery frequently enough to make it make any real difference. Yeah, and I just kinda of have to I just have this feeling that Matt Ryan if you look at teams and their players and if you actually look at who is the most important player to a team across the whole of the NFL, you can maybe say that, you know, AJ Brown for the Eagles, super important, can't do any of the stuff they want to do without him. Obviously mm-hmm. Mahomes, Brady. But what is Matt Ryan? Because <laughs> he's, he's led scoring drives in the last two minutes. He's got the most scoring drives in the last two minutes of games this season. For his, for a team that's been not very good, yep, including like proper game winners and everything. Um, remember, like he beat the Chiefs. Yeah, when he, and he like, also got them down for the field goal against the Eagles, which you know, other than their defense kind of giving up on taking out Hurts, which they should have gone to the head or something. I don't know why they just let him hmm. run in. Akuda or whoever it was on the the corner, Rougeway or whatever. Just seriously, Warrior. just just yeah. hit <laughs> hit Hurts like. Worked for me. Hurts is my quarterback in fantasy. But, yeah. like, that made no sense to me. Like, I can't believe they didn't go over the knees. They just kind of let him run in. And if I was Ryan, I'd just Maybe they like, expected Matt Ryan to fall over on his own accord. Perhaps that was uh, that was what was going on there. But, um, like, what, what are you thinking? Now, I'll just say... Actually, no. Let's just cut it out. Let's just say, what are the Indianapolis Colts really, Darren? They are a... I don't even know. They're just an enigma. They um, Fair. they have good players. They have bad players. They have a quarterback who wants to win. They have an owner that doesn't want to win. They're just all over the place. I would say they are underperformance personified. If I were to to wrap it up, I think they like the offensive line underperformed. Jonathan Taylor underperformed and injured. Uh, obviously, like wide receiving core that a little bit more was expected of them. Matt Ryan, I think, was was brought in and expected to be a bit better than he has been. Um, he he lost the job. Jeff Saturday came back in and he got the job again. Uh, like he's, he's it's just they're, they're not in a good space, and I think that's probably still what you'd have to say for the Pittsburgh Steelers, although they would be happier now that they've got. TJ Watt back and playing excellent. Uh, he had an incredible interception this week as well, where he yeah. just basically put his hands up and snagged the ball out of the air about five foot in front of Joe Burrow's face. It was um, really impressive. Um, so what are the Pittsburgh Steelers, Darren? They are a team that are going to get a good pick in the draft and build on. I, I don't see much more than that. Um, they have some very good players. They have they could. I don't even know where they're at in the standings. Like they seem to win games they shouldn't, and they they definitely kept themselves in that Bengals game for longer than people would have mm. expected. And I don't know. I just think they're 
they have a lot of mystery. Like, you know, what is Najee Harris? The boy is literally, you know, mm. an amazing player out of college, but he has to run the furthest distance to make a yard in the league. It's, it's the whole thing about offensive lines, man. Um, like I mentioned for the for the Rams, when they have an offensive line, they're they're cooking with gas, and the Steelers just don't have that right now. Um, like they've got maybe some sort of average guys through the middle, but like their their tackles, which are probably the, the most um, important positions, are just just not not doing it for them. Um, and you you need better than that in order to like support. A quarterback like Kenny Pickett, who's still finding his feet, but is is showing flashes, and you know Najee Harris, we, we've seen what he can do when he has, you know, like average to above average protection and and holes being put open for him. But like like the the rest of the team is just not doing it for him. So like I I would tend to agree with you and say that the Steelers are a team that um they're 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 too good to fail properly. Uh, this will be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, I still anticipate. Um, but I feel that the Steelers are still like too good a team to be kept down for too many years. There's just something about that organization. They just always find a way to bring themselves back up. Yes, cool. they do. And on that note, Darren, we have talked for an hour 45. Back to the old ways. It's been beautiful. Much like the old ways. Oh, yeah. New ways, much like the old way. Indeed they are. Um, Do you have any final thoughts, Darren? Yep. Can't wait to talk to everyone again in five weeks' time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Again, again, we're just, we're sorry this is how it has to be, guys. But um, unfortunately, like I say, we we have other things going on in our lives. Um, very interesting development though, of course. Um, I say development. I've known about this for a while. Um, Papa Bothwell, Steve Bothwell, he is going to be joining me in New Zealand very, very shortly, and um, we'll we'll see what we can do regarding getting him involved because um, there's nothing more Steve likes than talking ball with his son, unless we're talking about the Broncos, in which case I think we could both do with less of that. But we're really you guys can do a podcast more. and I can just record a five-minute bit about the Broncos game and you can just insert it in so you don't have to talk about we'll, it. Yeah, we'll talk about everything other than the, the state of the Broncos because I don't want to get my dad all sad. <laughs> yep. And I'll just put a collage together of like bad plays and and Russell Wilson um, adjoinders and I'll make it and I can just put it on at the end. Now for the Broncos. Let's I mean, Darren, if, there, if there was something that you would put effort into... It would be um, making me sad. So, <laughs> Third and goal from the two-yard line. Wilson, tracks back. Oh, he's been sacked. Yeah. Well, hey, Darren. Oh, they've run out of time. Wait, hey, Darren, it's all right. We've solved all of our problems because we've cut Melvin Gordon. There we go. There's no other <laughs> issues for the Broncos. Forget about it. We're going to win out Didn't he have year. all those fumbles in the first game of the season? He had many fumbles. And yes, there's been several problems. But anyway... Anyway. Let's move on. Let's yes. wrap it up, Darren. Been great to have you back again, sir. Uh, missed you dearly. Uh, like, like I said again, throw a big shout out to Eric Sanson, who was absolutely fantastic. And uh, we're, I'm, I'm certain that he will uh, be keen to join in again at some point once things die down for him. And um, yeah, thank you all very much for joining us. And um, we'll see you next time. See you. Toodaloo. Oh, good day. Bye.